Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here. I hope your, your day so far has been fantastic. Mine was a little bittersweet. I dropped my son back at the airport, and he has gone for another three months back to his contract in South Africa. Now, I have to say, it's not as sad as it can be because I do actually keep an amazing contact with him. But there is still that thing that is very special about seeing someone in person, that having that tactile experience, getting a hug, face-to-face expressions, just just that one-on-one time. So I will definitely miss that. But he will be back before we all know it. And, uh, and we'll see what life brings us then. And speaking of life, there has been a lot of changes. So I was just reading my meditation book this morning just to see where things are at. Kind of got a busy, busy week ahead of me. And a lot of change is coming through our life right now. And it's interesting. You know what? There was this great uh, message that Sam Crawley sent out the other day. He's one of my uh, coaches. He podca- He's my podcast coach and I do some other coaching with business with him. And he always talks about being authentic. So if any of my listeners are looking for perfection, you are listening to the wrong podcast. (laughs) Sometimes, in fact, why I bring up some of the things in my life, some of it negative, a lot of it negative sometimes, is so that you can experience and learn while I'm experiencing and learning. So that I can share with you, because perfection is highly overrated. It usually gets broadly in the way of being good and great. Perfection just isn't real. And no one has it all together. If you're looking at glossy magazines and Facebook and thinking that you're seeing reality out there, you're not. You're seeing a moment in time. It always stuns me. Have you ever been watching TV with the new technology where you can pause everything and pause it at some bizarre spot where everyone on the screen has these weird expressions on this, their face? It could. I was watching something the other day which was a very loving conversation between two people, but just the way I paused it with someone's mouth open and whatever, it actually looked like the other person was screaming at the other person. One person was screaming at the other person. That's the nonsense you're always seeing in rag magazines. Some photographer on the street catching some celebrity during a moment in time, taken out of context, and splattered across the front page. And honestly, the only way that's ever going to stop is for all of you to quit buying that crap. Anyways, enough on that tangent. So I always just find that kind of interesting. Now, life is a choice. I talk about this quite often. And it was interesting because yesterday's meditation was on your right to uh, follow your heart. And actually it wasn't about your right. She termed it as your free to follow your heart. And it was interesting because I was spending the weekend, part of it with my granddaughter, which is always a thrill for me. And we had a little sleepover and I got her for two breakfasts actually before she went off to visit her other grandparents yesterday. And then she went home and that's the last she'll see of her dad for a couple of, uh, couple of months. So everyone's off to, uh, to their lives now for that, what it's going to look like for the next few months. So we had a lot of drama over Christmas, as I mentioned in my last podcast with my family. But one of the interesting things is sometimes those are signs that change is needed. And it was interesting because, you know, once my son sort of got over getting kicked out of his house and, and, uh, and such, he's realized that actually this change is, is good and it's needed that he was staying emotionally attached to something that's that's not his. He'll never be able to live on the property uh, long term. It's something that my, my sister will be inheriting and that's for her and her family. And so 
he needed to kind of let that go like I did years ago. It's kind of tough when you do get emotionally attached to something, but it's that's just that's just life. It's not our property, it's our parents' property and it's designated somewhere else. So he needed to kind of let that go, but it's so that's that journey's always a little tough. But the thing was, after a bit of time has gone by and he got his mind wrapped around it and realized that there was no getting around this. He was he's he needed to move. Then started looking at our place and you know where could we we could make a little room for him here or whether we needed to rent something. But he's he's made a choice to live abroad right now and really what it get, comes down to again is stuff. He just has so much stuff and he has some of my stuff and I have, I'm just as bad. There's stuff that I didn't want to get rid of either. I have this great leather, red leather sectional and he's got it because it didn't fit into this new house. And I was sort of hoping he would just kind of hang on to it for me for a few years, use it uh, so that when we eventually move upstairs and, and renovate upstairs down the road, the couches would, would fit in there. And I, lo I just love my red leather couch. My husband doesn't really love it. But now we're looking at the situation going... It's ridiculous to pay to store this. His sister, my stepdaughter, has unfortunately just decided that her, her marriage has come to an end and she's going to need things for her new home. And we're looking around going, we could practically outfit her. So now you're looking at all your stuff going, this stuff just needs to be used. And all this stuff is doing is tying us down and causing emotional reactions to things. Because really, only part of it was, you know, getting kicked out of the house and off the property. The other part of it was... Where do I store my stuff, quote unquote? Well, he's home four weeks a year. We realize that we're kind of being silly. There's rooms in this in my home here that he can mount a smaller TV in the bedroom that he uses when he visits. We can put his TV in my office. My office TV, which is a little older model, can now go to my stepdaughter who probably will need some new stuff. So this now we're thinking, okay, you know what? We can make this work. We can make this work. And you, there's almost a sense of freedom that comes with that when you decide that all these things weighing you down are really inconsequential. You're just, you're just kind of creating the, uh, the weight around your neck. And that's what yesterday's meditation was about, the freedom to follow your heart. Most, uh, not most, sorry, Everyone is free for the most part. There are places on the planet they understand that's really physically not true. But you are free to make choices. What we tend to do is we allow life and family and obligations to bind us and then we convince ourselves that we aren't free. And that just really quite honestly isn't true guys. It is something that psychologically you need to have a shift in your awareness and in your consciousness because you have always chose. Now, I realize I brought up a lot of my family drama over the last few podcasts and I shared some pretty intimate information. Good or bad, it's out there now. I can't take it back. But we choose who we give power to in our lives. And there are times if you've got people that have the power to hurt you or don't act responsible, responsibly around your character traits, you need to step back from that. And you have every right to do that. You have the freedom to choose. What we don't tend to do is we tend to bind ourselves into guilt and justifications for why we're in bad situations instead of choosing to remove yourself from it, deal with the consequences, and move on. Once you break free of your prison, which quite honestly, is usually self-imposed and loosen those chains around you, you'll see that truth. 
okay? So it's kind of an interesting concept. And the sad part is it's truth, but we tend to cloud everything with circumstances and justifications. Today's um, meditation was called See How Happy You Are. <laughs> and I just thought this was kind of interesting because this has been going on in my life. So I wanted to share a weakness that's been going on in my life lately. And I'm not going to read directly what she says here. This is Melody Beattie. Most of us have very active imaginations. I know I do. Mine is a bit crazy and it's probably one of my hardest things with sleep and rest is my mind chatter. My mind never shuts up. And anybody that knows me knows this. They just have to talk to me for 10 minutes and realize that it's like blah, 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 blah. That's why I podcast. So I can get this stuff out sometimes. We have the power to visualize. We create things in our minds that we cannot see with our eyes. That is what she had to say today. Now, she goes on to talk a little bit, something I'm going to expand upon. The problem that we have is we tend to focus and visualize on bad stuff, negative stuff, what could happen, what might happen. And that is why I'm kind of bringing up this thing with the family and Ryan's circumstances again. So you can see how once he got his head wrapped around this and once I got my head wrapped around that we, so there's a little piece in this puzzle that you're missing. My parents have a secondary home. It's an old, old house that's up in an area in a vacation spot. And the basement is just full of junk. And we'd like to clean it up and move. We thought we could maybe move Ryan's furniture and set up house for him there. He could just visit there when he's in town. He'd like to take his daughter up there. It's, it's like I say, it's our vacation home. And my mom could not handle that. This is her, her need to hang on to everything, her hoarding, and her just inability to let go of any sort of control. She could not function. So we had to back off. There was a huge fight. We all just had to back off and say, okay, that's not an option. It's, it's a great solution. Everyone would benefit from a beautiful TV room with a computer and Wi-Fi set up downstairs, leather couches. There's a fireplace down there. It would be lovely. But it's just, it just can't be with, with my mom's issues. That is her prerogative. It's her house. It's, it's not ours. And even the fact that one day I'm probably going to inherit that home, that still doesn't matter. I do not own that home at this time. So once all these doors were shut to us with my family going through the, all their drama, then Ryan and I, and even my husband Keith, we sat down as a family and just let our imaginations roll. And that's when new roads can open up. And I do try. This is still a struggle in my life, even though I preach it and teach it, you know, and I tell my son, I'm not getting upset. I'm just open to the universe to see what's next. Now, that is something that some people have trouble with, with people that change plans. I am very malleable. You can, I can go with the flow fairly easily. I will have an emotional reaction. I'm very aware of that. But then once I let it go, I can move on. And that's when I start exploring other possibilities. Something members of my family really, really struggle with. And it's even something my son struggles with, but he's aware he struggles with it. So after he's sort of had the emotional reaction, and he's calmed down, then he comes and talks to me and we say, what next? And this is something his fiance, Lois, my new daughter-in-law to be in South Africa, is wonderful with him because she does the same thing with him. And she's that type of person. What are the possibilities? What else can we do in this situation? So we've had to change track big time. And you know what? All I see is positive. It is so positive. One, it is just so much better to be removed from that drama that ha happens in my family. We have a terrible situation with, some, with my father who's quite ill right now. And my mom has enough stress on her life. She cannot handle change. So in trying to impose change on her for, from us, that's just cruel. So we just had to step back and say, doesn't matter if it logically makes sense. It doesn't matter if she doesn't see her own behavior. It does not matter 
this is her life and she has the right to live it any way she wants. And we do not have the right to try and pressure her into making decisions that she doesn't want to make. Even if to the rest of the world looking at it, it seems logical and it would benefit everybody, it's irrelevant. Those things are just irrelevant. And sometimes those might be things that you need to let go. Are you butting your head against a wall and fighting a battle that you're never going to win? Instead of stepping back from it, walking around the wall and seeing what's on the other side and saying, okay, what path could I be on? Should I maybe even be on that the universe can start answering some of my needs and wants? Okay. So I think I mentioned this once before and I'll use the example one more time. I thought some money was coming to me. I thought, okay, this money's coming. I said to my husband, I know you're not really keen on it quite yet, but I'd really like to go upstairs. I'm tired of living in a basement suite. It's, you know, we have a lovely home and I'm comfortable and I love my office, <laughs> but it's not the lifestyle that we're used to having where we can entertain and it's open floor plan and things. And that's all upstairs in a really kind of old unit that just has a renter lives in and they don't care. They're fine. Um, it requires a, a big reno upstairs. I didn't need the money to make that happen. If I really want to move upstairs, I'll just go take the money, take a loan out of my mortgage and I will update my house. But I was looking for signs. So when the money didn't come through from where I thought it was going to, I just adapted to that. Unfortunately, someone else looking in on my life thought I was depending on this money to make this happen. No, that wasn't the case at all. I was looking for a sign and when the money th I thought it was going to be there, even if it came that we have two sources of money that we're kind of thinking might come through. One was family. One was a uh, investment that, uh, that, um, had gone wrong and is now in the court system and we could get our money back. And I thought if either of these things happen, let's go upstairs. Let's, you know, really make it a beautiful place upstairs. It is very obvious to me now that that we're not ready for that in our lives yet. And our son does not have the ability to rent the basement and put his stuff down here and pay full pool rent when he's keeping a home in another country and his expenses are elsewhere. There's need for, for his. So we really just had to stand back and say, okay, no for that. So what's the possibilities? And such peace can come with that letting go. Sometimes though, it's hard when the world around you is looking at you and judging. They don't have all the information, just like you don't have the, all the information when you're looking into the middle of someone else's life playing out before you, you're just seeing the surface. Other people don't have all the information looking at your life. So don't get too upset when they get all judgy and don't you get all judgy about other people's lives. It kind of, it's, it's a give and take, but for us, we needed to start back to, you can see how happy you can be. I need to start visualizing positive things because lately I've really noticed, especially going to bed at night. Um, I take a, a, a one prescription drug now that is for my fibromyalgia and it's an immune bo booster. It's called low dose naltroxone. In high dose, naltroxone is used to bring people off opiate addictions. They discovered in the late 80s that in very small amounts, like one to two to three uh, milligrams, it helps boost areas of the brain. Uh, I think it's the serotonin level areas, but I'm not positive. Uh, it doesn't really matter. The people with autoimmune diseases like I have, like my fibromyalgia and Lyme disease and things like that, that they have less, I have less flares. We have um, less need for medications. It's great, but the side effect is vivid dreaming. <laughs> so I take this LDN and it's really done wonders. I don't have to do my IVs. I don't have to be on liver killing drugs or things that make me really nauseous or suicidal, but it gives me a very active imagination, which I already possess naturally. 
And what I've been finding this last few months is that as I'm going to sleep at night, I am thinking negative things. I'm running through bad scenarios and letting thoughts and I really have to just pray and meditate and say, hey, that stuff needs to go away. And I realize that I'm not doing what I've done most of my life. I'm not visualizing where I want to be, where I want to go, and what I want successes in my life. I've been focusing on the drama being created by other people in my life and circumstances that are beyond my control. Are you doing that? So that's something to look at over the next few days. Because if we, I've spoken about even having that plan, writing things down, but it really does start in the mind. I always love that expression. I say it all the time when people ridicule and say, oh, it's all in your head. Darn straight it is. It absolutely is in your head. If you cannot think it or conceive it, you cannot make it happen. No one got to the moon by thinking it wasn't possible. Someone in their head visualized building a rocket ship, putting an astronaut in it and dumping them to land on the moon. All the technology that we use, the mic that I'm literally speaking into right now, that is recording on the computer, that has the chip the size of my thumbnail, that was all conceptualized by someone and then the re- then it was made into reality. So if you can't dream it, you can't make it happen. So what would you like to see happen in your life? Is there something particular? My husband's very unhappy in his life and in his job right now. And I know he's coming to those realizations and it's been interesting watching him sort of this last two months sort of transform a little bit and start questioning. And it's, it's a really fabulous thing to see. My husband has a very different personality than I am. He's a supporter uh, to a certain extent, a bit of a control freak at times, but so am I, but he is really at that. He's a support type person. He's got a heart that's just huge and he's a caring, loving person and his work and his business have really just become not healthy places. His, his, uh, he works for a company that really, it's family owned and I think the sons are just waiting for the father to die so they can shut it all down and cash in on the real estate. They're just, there's no teamwork, there's no active, um, they don't pay their people well, they don't treat their people well, they, they're just not team players. That seems to have gone the way of the dodo bird with this company for some reason. And that's all fine. But you have to decide for yourself what you want to see in your life. But see, my husband at his core has got to be in a position where he's helping. He, it's just part of who he is. It's, it's, I have a gift of service as well, but even mine isn't developed like his. That is a huge part of what keeps him happy. And work has not been giving that to him for a number of years now. But he's 53, he's scared. Do you make a change at this point in your life? He's been with this company since he was 19 years of age, almost 30 years. So uh, 30, 40, 50, yeah, over 30 years. And that's a, that's a scary, scary place to leave that security and a, and a company and product lines that he knows like the back of his hand. I am a little more adventuresome. I like the unknown. I love to learn new stuff. That's not his forte. Uh, I love it. It actually juices me up to learn something new. And it's been a bit of struggle with my fibro, with my mental clarity, when I struggle learning new things, because that's always been something I've loved. It's like, oh, something new to learn. Gift of knowledge. That's just how it is. And then when I, once I learn it, I have to share it with all of you. So that sort of drives me. So he's, I've been watching him, and that's been very fascinating, sort of watching him go through his journey, looking at my own life and realizing that I've been visualizing far too much negative. I've been allowing myself to get caught up in the I can'ts instead of the what ifs or I can make this happen and those are very conscious choices of what you're visualizing and very cognitive uh, processes that happen so think about that in your in your life are you consciously choosing are you choosing to be happy are you choosing 
to visualize positive instead of negative in your life. So it's kind of interesting. I'm going to leave you with this last thought. Make a project out of it. Make a list. Keep it nearby. I've talked about this before. If you have dreams and goals that business or personal that you've got to make a list, you've got to make a game plan. Uh, Lots of people nowadays do vision boards. There's lots of ways for you to get uh, your thoughts into your visualization, get your visualization into tangible uh, print, paper, computer, whatever, something you can see outside of your own head. So we want you to make these lists, uh, write these things down, see yourself doing all the things you'd like to do, and then take that time to use your, your creative juices. Now, one of the things she talked about in a couple of days ago on the the um, meditation was winter. Now, we are struggling here on the West Coast because we are not used to winters like this. We are a very, very mild climate here in Vancouver, British Columbia, very similar to Seattle, Washington in the United States. The West Coast here on the West Coast of Vancouver, uh, or sort of North America, very, very mild climates, a lot of rain. We live in a, a, where we live on the ocean with mountain ranges. We get a lot of rain up here, which can be a little depressing in the winter with the lack of sunshine, but we're just not used to it being minus seven, minus eight, minus nine and snowing so often. That is just a newer phenomena for us. And all of us are just done. We are just so done with winter. It's funny because today we've had these beautiful sunny days and sitting in my office staring out at it every day has just been glorious. And today it's gray and glum and I'm a little depressed. I'm not going to lie. But it's warming up a little bit. And we're like, hmm, so which is truly better, I wonder. Friends stayed over last night. They were catching a, a plane this morning first thing. So I didn't even see them. They just let themselves out this morning. But they drove down from the uh, Okanagan Valley and it's been minus 30 up there. Now, I'm for all my North American listeners, um, my European listeners, I know you know what I'm talking about because we are on the metric system here in Canada, but the United States is still imperial. Uh, so it's, I don't know, 50-some-odd degrees, whatever, 55. It is, this is just cold, and it, it starts to wear on you. It really does. So they've headed down to Palm Desert in the States uh, to do golfing for a couple of weeks and looking for some better weather. But yes, it's always interesting what we complain about. So the sunshine was there, but it was minus nine out. But it was beautiful to look outside. But now it's warmer, it's five degrees, and it's cloudy and depressing and gray. And I'm like, ugh, do we have two more months of this? So (laughs) I don't think some of us can ever be happy. But yes, we can. So work on that. Visualize, change the negative to positive. You do have a choice. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast. Leave a review on iTunes or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.